here we go. This chair's not very good either. I think that we can be excused for doing a low-quality episode for the last ever episode. What? <laughs> it's been a long run, hasn't it, Matt? Did you yes. ever think we'd actually see the end of this? No. <laughs> but if anyways, I thought we get. I thought we get to like some of the mid-nineties albums. And yeah. just go, oh, there was yeah. a good point. How it's like three years we've been doing this now, isn't Probably, it? Yeah. There was a point where we we're doing it regularly every month, and then it just life gets yeah. in the way. Yeah, it does. But last album we've made it to all the studio or all the we have official studio it's, it's been, that on compilation yes so we've done every every studio album we've done and we've done some side things on the some live albums yeah, yeah. And, and some of the bits little side treats. projects but the the goal was to make it to the end doing every studio album and we did we just we have so, well we haven't yet but we will catastrophic <laughs> failure don't say that during recorders in order to celebrate us that that in order to celebrate that though man I got us a little treat. What? I got us a treat. Go on. This is to commemorate the end of what's been a hell of a ride. Your own official motorhood. Oh, uh, nice. Glass. Stein. And I got one too. So now we have... Nice. Matching motorhead steins. Nice. Courtesy of Cameron's Brewery. Cameron's Brewery. Yes. Road Crew is not bad beer either. I haven't, well, had, I haven't had some of the other ones either. How do you feel about... Overkill? Ooh. <laughs> Would you like to drink a nice yeah. half Why glass not? of Overkill Why not? to celebrate the lost ever? I know I can only, I can only have half because I'll be driving this show, and I can only have half because I'm a lightweight. <laughs> so this is not an it's official sponsorship. It is a pilsner. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lagery beer, like Germany thing. There we go. We pour it really badly and end up with massive heads. <laughs> That's what she said. There you go. You pour yours because you know what you're doing. This is not an official sponsorship, although if they wanted to, you know, they know where we are. They were very nice with their ordering and stuff. Uh, it's very reasonable prices. You pull the rest uh, in. Uh, a little bit more there, a little bit more. I'm, I'm not going to drink that much of it. All right, so I'll, I'll have the rest. Yeah. But yeah, if they if they wanted to send over more samples of anything to, to critique, to critique. <laughs> the future episode, then great. Cameron's Brewery, ladies and gentlemen. Cameron's. Yeah, that smells like a fine Pilsner. Is that what it is? Yes, it yes. is Pilsner. Yeah, well Cheers to, to a lot of episodes. At least 22. 21. 20, mm. I don't know. That tastes like beer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah it's I, pretty good. I, I, is it a while ago since I tried some of that Road Crew? But I think this is... Yeah, um, I, I like Pilsner more than... Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the Road Crew is. Oh, the Road Crew's in mm. APA. No, not, not an Acolytes Protection Agency. <laughs> it's a, an American pale ale. Well, so we're celebrating the last episode. And here we are. How many albums? Including the live ones we've done, because I don't know. No, how many albums is this in the, the modern recorded? This is the 22nd. 22nd album. Recorded when Lemmy was not well. We didn't assessment. know the extent of how unwell he was. Yeah, but this was definitely in the period where they were like missing dates and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they. I'm sure. I don't think they played anything off this live. The wiki says they played one track from it, and only once. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. I unfortunately, I've. I don't know if it, if this is what it's on about. But I've seen the performance of Heroes. Yeah. 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 And that it's, was recorded. Not even on the album that was it's it. Heroes. Not, no. It's not. It's on undercover, which we'll get to a gripe uh, of um of that in a minute. Well, not in a minute. 
probably towards the end of the album, probably the last song on the album. When the Sky Comes Looking For You was the only song that was ever played live. Yeah, true. Yeah. But apparently, according to a little bit of information we have on this, a lot of it was recorded in the studio as, as opposed to the usual process of recording while practising, like coming up with ideas, practising yeah. and going in. They just At least five songs were just like, oh yeah, whap that on the album. Yeah, I think it sounds a bit more polished than some of the others. Really? Yeah, like like the songs feel a bit more like I was after I've been listening to it for the last sort of few weeks. It kind of feels like the songs have have been recorded when when they're ready, as opposed mm. to we'll just record what we've got and then add bits and try and make them work. It kind of feels like it's some of those songs are fully formed, like going in. There's certainly a lot that I think's quite polished on on this. I don't know if they had more time in the studio or what, but. I, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm probably like dead wrong. What are we yeah. looking at in terms of a uh, album cover here? Well, really, it's just like a. It's almost like they they could have come up with this for like a 40th anniversary cover or or yeah. something. Like I don't know if that's what it originally was. Like there's the four X's for 40th anniversary. There's the. It's not an Iron Cross, is it? But it's similar Iron it's Cross. Close, with, but it's not. It's close, and then it's got like the the hammered sort of logo in the middle with the cross swords, and then. Seven stars for for some reason. What those are? I don't know what the seven <laughs> stars are about, but I, I I like it. It kind of feels like it could be like a, you know, like because Inferno was supposed to be the thirtieth anniversary cover, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so this kind of feels like it could be the the fortieth one. But I, I like it. It's it's not. It's nice. It's, under, it's understated. That's kind the of understated. Nice understated cover. Yeah, kind of going back to some of, you know, some of the classic just on black variation of the logo which they had in the 80s so it's like like overkill was like um another perfect day was like rock and roll was like like those albums rather than because they start to put a bit more color in and and everything so it kind of feels like it almost full circle like celebrating sort of everything that's how i feel i I knew it was the end i don't know about the title really bad magic Like, because there's not so I know there's a reference to bad magic in one of the songs. I can't remember which one it is off the top of my, top of my head, but I just don't know why it's called bad magic. It could have just called it forty or something like that. <laughs> I get the sense like even though Lemmy was sick at this point and talking more about the end, like they also didn't want to admit that they were close to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't want to give this album any more weight than any of the others. Yeah, it's not. It's not a posthumous album or anything it's not like it, it came out sort of afterwards it was very much released and then they just carried on tour and it was an, another album it wasn't like or from seemingly at the time it didn't seem like they were recording right we are going to take a step back we know do you know, like we're seeing with like Ozzy at the minute for example just because it's been in the news like recently that he's, he's pretty much said like he's done, done. the touring hmm. um, and I think he said Patient Number 9 was going to be like his last album something like that um but yeah, that kind of feels much like a, a very much wrapping up of a thing. Whereas this kind of just—it's yeah. like another day at the studio. Exactly. I'm sure, like after they finished this tour, they would be working on album twenty-three. I wish more people would just say like, "That's it, we're done." Yeah. yeah just give give it the book a closing chapter, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think who's done it recently. Like I know when Sabbath said they were done. They kind of come out with a statement since to say, 
Unless. We're done touring, <laughs> but it's not to say we're not going to do an odd show here. And if yeah. it's something special, which I kind of get, like I, I kind of like leaving the book open. But I, th- I think you're right. I wish, I wish it kind of be like right final tour. Everyone's got a chance to go and see us and everything, mm-hmm. and then we are just going to do one last time. We are just going to do like sporadic things. So if you know, if people are that desperate, they can still go to those. But we're, we're giving everyone a chance. Right. Slayer did it. Yeah. Um, they did quite a, an extensive tour to finish on. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of bands that do it. They keep doing retirement tours, and then it's like, oh, it's, that was the penultimate retirement tour, Kiss. Kiss on the the fifteen yeah. year retirement tour. Motley Crue have done it as well, I think. Which I think's a bit. As I say, I think if they came out and said. We're only going to do sporadic things. You might get a festival here and there, but we're not going to be playing fifty shows a year. I think that's fair enough. But when it's it's a final tour, and then it's like they reform like three years later because they're out of money. Mm-hmm. It's like it's another final another tour. Like, now it's a bit. Shall we listen to this album then? Yeah, we're here. Might as well. Right, track number one: Victory or Die. Victory or Die. Would you agree that there's a subcategory of Motorhead songs that could best be described as the Death from Above collection? It's just like, Probably, yeah. look to the sky, here comes trouble, this is coming and happen, we're all gonna die, everybody yeah. run. Yeah, there's specifically a lot from the sky. Like, yeah. I think there's three on this album. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just watched so many like, documentaries about warships that he's just yeah. thinking about fucking. We're on to. Bombs and shit all the time. We're on to extraterrestrial. <laughs> now as well which is yeah. we've, we've had monsters before but it's never gone sci-fi unless uh, the extraterrestrial is a metaphor from the unknown German bomber coming from above potentially it's up for debate <laughs> yeah. it doesn't specifically say spaceship at any point does it? No, it says flying saucers yeah okay you're so right flying saucers well so Operation flying Paperclip does indeed suggest that the Nazis were working on a flying saucer-esque shaped attacker which wouldn't have rely on the airstrips being built because they were obviously prime bomb targets for the... This is a different podcast altogether, but it's a, it's a weird song. It's a good song, though. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's in another tour, if the if Levy wasn't sick or anything, it would have, it would have opened sick. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, that, it's that kind of banger like we've seen on like all of modern era albums. Good solid opener. It's very yeah. modern era sound. 
yeah, like, just, again, this is what I was on about with the songs coming in fully formed. Like, they come back. Like, there's a really good, like, pre-chorus in there. Mm-hmm. Like, just again, like, it slows down. The lyrics aren't up to much, but there's this... I'm not saying there's some crackers in there. There's some there's some decent parts in there in terms of... Where are they? What did they say? What have we learned? What do we know? What should we even do to even up the score? What do you find if you find that you've gone blind? Which I quite like. Mm. Uh, darkness is a thing we've seen before. Like, because you can't... Can you see darkness? <laughs> <laughs> really sounds like a, like a song that he's already written now. Yeah. Really does... Yeah, it, 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 this is what I'm on, right? It seems fully formed, but like you say, there's bits, picks from everywhere. But yeah, nice pre-chorus. There's a bit where it comes back after after a solo and it's just got the bass and drums there. It just kind of feels like there's all these like little bits that have all sort of come together. This is why I'm saying I feel it's coming fully formed, but yeah, solid. Solid solo, solid riff. So good jumping up and downs, and that's the thing about this. There's a lot of really good riffs on this album, or I find there are. Some of the lyrics are a bit lacking. The uh, it follows a, a very familiar pattern of just like the the verses, just a bunch of questions. Mm. What have you done? What is your mind? Where do you need? Where shall you go? And then the chorus is just like the death from above part. <laughs> yeah, like I like the um. I don't know whether it's a it's a message you want to sort of convey or not, but it's all, it's victory or that. That's the, that's the thing that matters. It doesn't matter what you're doing it for. It doesn't matter the cause or anything, just victory. Whether it's like he says, sort of further on about the soldier, like what, what are you fighting for? Mm. Like that's not answered. I think he, he compares it to like running a marathon at one point. It's like, just concentrate the task at hand. I think I'm going to just make lots of life metaphors, comparisons in this one, because in my mind, this is Lemmy when he knows he's towards the end. Mm. So when he's saying, like, believe in what is right, what's right for you tonight, who knows what the fuck it's all about, that's essentially the yeah, the fast-die-young credo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, what's the bit as well? There's a bit further, further on. Believe in your right, all right, whatever right you write. Or whatever believe, right you're right. Believing is what... Believing is your right, all right. Whatever right you get, right... <laughs> It's a, it's like the thing where it's like Jim, there's there's three truths, isn't there? There's my truth, there's your truth, and then there's the actual yeah, truth. There's yeah. probably somewhere in between where it's, I'm not saying it's as deep as that, but it's like yeah, do you know what you think you're right, and you know in war or whatever, it's like do you, know, you believe that's you're you're doing what's right by mm-hmm. by doing this, and it's like that's. So he's not—he's not questioning other people. I mean, you can say, you can disagree, mm. <laughs> especially in things like war and motives and everything, because there's, there's always going to be something which is, um, which is too far and everything. But in their eyes, what they're doing is right. I wonder if we're going to get as deep on the next song, uh, "Thunder and Lightning," which was the the single off of this one. Street. 
solos on form on the song. Yeah, it's just loads of solos, and this this is what I was saying again about the songs coming in fully formed. There's a bit in that where there is just a breakdown where Phil's just going nuts, the double bass is going, and then he flip out with a few fills and then jump back into the main riff. And everything. It's just things like that where it's not just by the numbers they put in it. Well, it is by the numbers because it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, <laughs> solo. But just the, those extra bits to just make it feel like it's fully formed and everything. Like I, Again, it's a song I really like, even though it, it does feel like a rehash of something like Iron Fist or Rock Out or mm. or something, but it, it's still a, a banger. It's still a hell of a riff, and, and and like Mickey's doing a shift on the drums as well with that double bass as well. Yeah, good good drum work. Yeah, d- again, like you were saying with the first song about almost reflection, like is well, this definitely know? is, isn't it? Yeah, like do they know <laughs> or does Let Me Know? It's like maybe the last album. He must have had a, a, a very strong suspicion. If he, he couldn't play gigs without counselling a few of them because he couldn't fucking stand up. In your mind, you're going to be thinking, like, all right, how we write ourselves out of this one. If not, he's definitely reflecting on it. Yeah. That's what this song is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, <clears throat> how else are you supposed to interpret what do you think is going to be your reward? 60-year rock star or kicking the balls? <laughs> This is the you know what we've talked many times about how the songs are just self reflections before this of like this is the life I chose I've yeah. no regrets yeah I mean and that's at this point though it's like this is the life I chose and I can't even talk about if I have regrets because it's too late yeah, yeah at this point he still seems to be sort of saying that you know I never wanted to meet no heroes I spent my whole life pleasing myself I'm out on stage out of the couch out of the cage shouting outrage stuff you know it's for me, it's like like this. Like, who wouldn't want this? It's, it's, he did it, it right, you know. It does. Only seem a like, few people get it that right. It seems like a more to me. It's more of a celebration, even though the the odd line in there, which is a bit a bit snarky. I always wanted the dangerous life. I always wanted the emerald delight, which I'm assuming is like I want the green. We're only two tracks in, and I'm I'm, I'm like, this is a good album. Like, why don't I listen to this more? Yeah, I I like. I think part of it is. None of the tracks were played live. Oh, yeah. one of the tracks was played live. It's at that period where you don't even want to think about what the live shows were like because yeah. it was pretty bad. Pretty yeah, bad. and I'm trying to think of the the other. We'll get to this as we go through, but I, you can the vocals, and it's not saying it's forced as in the lyricism, but it's almost forced to get the words out. Right, because I think is. We mentioned it on Aftershock, but I think on this album you can really feel that he's really straining to get the words out at times. Yeah. Because it's difficult. I mean, I'm quite impressed that they are able to play to this tempo because we know from the live shows they weren't playing anywhere, anything anywhere near this fast. Any hoozles? He said very rock and rolly. Shall we listen to the track number three? Five Star Motel. Star Motel. Cool name.
one. Yeah, like when it, when they it's slower and quieter. You can really they double up mm. the vocals on the choruses as well. Like it, it, they're trying to give it a bit more, a bit more sort of sound and, and fill it out a yeah. bit. <clears throat> they need to. Yeah, it's. I mean, I again, this is, this is probably like, of the ones so far, it's not the most sort of polished and everything but it's still it's still a decent tune i think it's it's the slower it's the rock and rolly type number on there it's like classic themes it's like smoke on the water it ain't but it still tells a story mm-hmm. in two verses there is a hotel and it burns down it burns down but that's <laughs> there's not really much more to it it's not you know we all went down to montrose <laughs> it's like it's not really true but some of the imagery is similar about like um thing on smoke of the water they're pulling people out the ground um what's the line in here the hotel burn no lessons learned only ghosts got clear and it's like yeah it burns down no one's alive <laughs> all in one line one might argue that this is a metaphor as songs often are metaphors i didn't know if you knew this matt sometimes things aren't what they actually say they are that this is a metaphor for the rock and roll lifestyle in that you know the whole destroying rock and rock destroying hotels is a very rock and roll yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And this is like this is the hotel burning down is like, well the last rock and roll band are on the last page of the book here. Ooh. You know, Ooh. And it's only, very only meta. the ghosts survive means like only the ones that were legends are the ones that made it as rock and roll icons. There were so many other rock and roll bands that just did the whole big hair destroying hotel room things that were just shit and were forgotten to the annals of history. It's very meta, mm. very meta. Burnt and screamed in a fever dream, all by a storm hotel. Almost a warning saying like, "Don't, don't try this at home, kids." Don't trash the hotel rooms. <laughs> don't try like this they at won't, hotels, kids. They won't let you back in. They're all chains now. They all speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time. Hope your luck don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Bass solo in there as well. Nice little. Well, it wasn't like a huge solo though, it was it? It was more like a was... bridge. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it's still there. It's still there. Can't argue it's that. <laughs> He did play a bass on its own for a bit. Yeah, I've got, I've got a bit. Like a part of me does think that because some of these songs are so fast. Is is it Lemmy who's playing all of the bass parts on the album? I don't know. We may never know for sure. I don't know if we will. Sad thought though. Hmm. But I mean, it's the album's very upbeat. It's not like that's a good point, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a reflect. We've said on a few songs it seems to be like a few self moments of self reflection but it's hardly like it's no woe was me is it yeah it's not it's not it's they want if it is the last album they want it to go out on a bang let's keep this train on track then eh? uh number four shoot out all the lights which i'm assuming is not shoot out the lights oh hello hello indeed look at that this is the last
that didn't do anything to me. I kind Fair of, enough. I kind of didn't like that. Actually, I'll go further. Yeah, <laughs> that was like three songs in one. Yeah, it's... and then at the end it became four. <laughs> I, th- I kind, of, I do kind of like it. I think it's got its problems, but I do kind of like what they were going for. There's oh, a I few didn't things enjoy that it. at all. No. <laughs> like you can see this in the set coming straight after the drum solo. You can see them going straight into it. You can see Mickey starting off with that or doing mm. his drum solo, doing that beat, and the rest of the band coming on. That and I doing enjoyed. This. And that you can see it's like that's where this is going to fit <laughs> in the set. And I, I think it kind of makes sense. I get the lyrics are absolute dog shit. It's like <laughs> really, they are really bad. But that said, I do like some of the things they do with them. So, like, just let me find a, an example. So, one of the things I like about this, it, it's got the main riff and then it kicks into the pre-chorus, but it's almost like a false start because mm-hmm. they go back into the main riff and then back into the pre-chorus before the chorus. And the rhyme scheme of that, sort of pre-chorus sections almost like it rhymes twice on a single line so you get uh, down in our holes we burn like coals the middle line eating the fear of death in your souls and then it's a, the second part of the rhyme so down in our caves no one is saved on the third line so it's like you've got three rhyming words across the two lines and then two on the third line just things like that. It's like I'm I'm not defending the lyrics because I think they're <laughs> shit. Um, but it's the fact that it's like, do you know what? There's the scheme, and he's sort of stuck to it to sort of see it through, and he, it kind of fits. But it is it is very up and down. To me, I think it works. Obviously, you hate it. Didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. And I think it was too too much at once. They should have just picked one sound and stuck with it for that song. Yeah. Yeah, it it is very especially the last um or the last chorus you've got a key change as well. Yeah. So it's like throwing that in as well. I don't think the key change quite works. No, they should have definitely um, enjoyed that part. But yeah, I I like it. I think the you know, fight fight we fight all right. We are the ones to kiss you goodnight. It's it's shit, but it's kind of you've got the gang vocals. I think it kind of works. I could see where this could go. In in the set. But I get it's. It's it's not great. I'm not trying to defend it like from from a lyrical point of view because there are some really bad lines in there. But it it fit. It knows the structure. It sticks to it, and I could see kind of what they were going for. And live, I think I'd I'd like this. Although looking back, I kind of like the way the melody goes. But as soon as you sort of scrape off that top layer of oh, the melody sounds good, but you start looking at what's behind it, it's like, oh, it's actually not very good. It just sounds nice. Yeah. I don't want to be pissing on anyone's coffin here because that was not a song I enjoyed at all. I would totally tune out if that was played live. But that's me. Like I hate yeah. I hate songs that are too long. I don't like songs that do too much. That's why I fucking hate prog rock. There's a lot going on there. There's too much going on there. I'm a simple man. I want to focus on one thing at a time here. And there was nothing to grab onto. Like, like the vocal performance was very low and quite weak. You know, it's like you say, the lyrics are just rehashed things that have all been used before. And they, yeah, the interesting rhyming scheme stuff. But you can have all the interesting rhymes in the world, but you're not saying anything with them. Then why am I listening? You know, why am I listening? I'm not listening. I press skip. And when I do press skip, I go to the next track, which is the devil.
well. That was uh, not a very hopeful song, is it? Yeah. Abandon all hope now, go look into the face of death. It is about the devil. Yeah. He's not, not an optimistic fellow, the devil. No, he's not. It's generally not good things happen. Good song, it. that, though. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the The bass sounds amazing. Bass sounds good. Song. Vocals so are back good. on form, even though they are doubled up and such. But, you know, oh. still got the uh, up note things yeah. there at the, at the end of the verse. The devil. I like it. It's a, it's a good tune. Like the the riffs are like really complex on this album, or like not like really complex, but there's more going on in in what's going on with the guitar than there seems to have been on on like the other albums. It's the other albums are very or the recent ones they they're very just by the numbers, whereas mm-hmm. it changes up between like different parts of the um different parts of the verse and everything. That's I, true. I really like it. I really like the song, and as you say, the the vocals are doubled up in the choruses again, but it can, it's not as noticeable in this song. It kind of works because it's more like gang vocals, and because the guitars and everything drop out, then it, it kind of it kind of makes sense to do it. Do you know who was the guest guitarist on that song? Go on, Brian May. Really? Yeah. What? How yeah. Ca- how come that doesn't get like shouted out about more? I don't know. How? Uh, what? Why? Why is that? Why am I only just hearing this? Like, surely, like people have like, oh, Brian May plays on Queen on um, Motorhead out. What the fuck? Yeah, you know they they were uh, kind of friends from what I remember. Yeah, he did a time mother down on some stuff, and oh, Brian yeah. May was in the studio for her. Yeah, he, that's on. Oh, that's on one of those oh, Cleopatra releases we looked mm. at of just like random covers. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so far this is going to be the my takeaway song from this album. Is it one that's going to move on to the playlist? Yeah, yeah. I like it because it's different, but also similar enough to the style that I like. Yeah. Of the later Motorhead period. Speaking of that, the ne- the next songs like I know we've talked about like uh, Thunder and Lightning being a bit of a, a rock out slash mm. uh, Iron Fist rehash. Like this this next one, like the riffs exactly the same right. as another song. I'm gonna see if you can get it. Well, let's put it on and find out, eh? Electricity, which is actually the single, you're right, it's got the weird video for it. With the skeletons. With the skeletons. Smile like a killer. Smiling like a killer. Yeah, I had to read that to make sure. Yeah, it wasn't smiling like a killer. It was electricity. It's 
fucking very similar, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... <sighs> problem is, Smiling Like a Killer is fucking tune. Yeah. And this is like, it uses the riff, and it's like, that's what I like about the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Smiling Like a Killer is not... The, the lyrics aren't bad, but... Well, there's nothing there that stands out at all. There's not I'm the twisted zombie claw in your twilight zone. Mm. There's not there's not that lyric in it, which is one of my favourite Motorhead lyrics yeah. ever. Um but yeah, it's just I mean, kiss a bolt of lightning, it'll make you sing is a good line, but it's it's also not a good line. That's a very good point Liam raises there. It, it's the only interesting part in that song, I think, because it creates good metal like metal rock imagery but it's also doesn't fit in with the tone of the song the pace of the song the attitude of the song it's not there's not much uh, electricity you know song electricity there's there's no uh, electric vibe in this it's a very low current solo seems solo's pretty good solo is quite electric i feel but yeah that's it's that's a, that's the problem with this song in particular. I know I mentioned it with Thunder and Lightning, about it being similar to other songs. This is too similar. Yes. To another song, too, almost too like similar. it's a total rip off <laughs> of it in terms of the riff. Um, a lot of Thunder and Lightning imagery on this album. Hell of a lot. Oh, not imagery. It's, they just say Thunder <laughs> and Lightning a lot on this on this album. I think they just ran out of good metaphors at this point. So it's like, uh, what do we associate with heavy metal? Thunder, Lightning, Spares. Uh, let's leave Spares off the list. Let's stick with Thunder and Lightning. But yeah, it's it's not it's not an offensive song. I wouldn't skip it because it's quite short and it's it's straight through into the it's point. The best thing it's... we can say about it is it's quite short. Yeah, <laughs> but it... no, but it's not. I'm mean, it's not offended. Like you talked about the last song being like offensive to you, where you you would physically go and <laughs> go skip away it. from it. Yes. Whereas like this, it's like I don't I don't feel that. It just reminds me of another better song. Yeah. Which is which is a shame, but it's it's not offensive enough to like turn it off. Okay, then how do you feel about teach them how to bleed? I think we've it's the last song of the side, is it? Just like like I was saying, because some of the songs are quite short. The seventh. some of the other songs which we'll be coming to in a minute whereas like this like some of these ones the short fast ones I think it works there's a few longer slower songs on the second side where I think it needs a bit more mm. but we'll get to that um, so is this the song on the album that's the one that's a bit different yeah 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 and it's it's only really it's only really those choruses 
Mm. But it's like this is where you really sort of hear the age in his voice mm. because it, he's not barking, he's talking. And there's a few songs where he talks, like on other albums, but like this, it's like it's it's really pained, isn't it? And yeah, it'd be interesting at one point to put those songs next to each other, like the older next to the the newer ones. Oh, there's de- there's definitely a difference. This yeah. and Aftershock, you can really tell. Some of the other ones before that, like Inferno and motorizer and things like that you you couldn't tell with mm. with the early albums but like aftershock and this like really really you can tell this is probably the song where you can you can see it most i think just because that's spoken it's not even sung mm. you know like, like it, there's because we a lot of motorhead's lyrics are barks that's there's no two ways about it they, yeah. are, they are barks and that's part of the appeal whereas yeah, they do change it up by singing on a few a few albums like on oh, what's on, what's the one on Overnight Sensation? There's Overnight Sensation and there's oh, what's the song he does with Ozzy? I ain't a nice guy. Yeah. Where it's sung and there are again later on, but there's a few where it's talking like Wave. Is it nineteen sixteen? He talks yeah. on where he does the um oh, the Dream Nightmare one. I can't remember what it's called. Nightmare the Dream Time. Yes, Nightmare the Dream Time and what's the serial killer he does on Hammered. Yes. Like if you compared those three or those two songs to this, then you can you can really, really tell that this is this is sort of like yeah. last album. I mean again, I don't think it's a it's a bad song at all. It, it's a good this is what I yeah, did. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Like if I would have made this the single. Just you know, say look we're doing something a little tiny bit different ish. Like it sounds like a motorhead song though, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I think, I think the thing is, I didn't really listen to this album when it came out at the time. Like, I wasn't listening to this going into the tour. And I think if I had, I'd probably... I don't know how I'd feel about it, but it's because I picked this up afterwards, really, and then started listening to it rather than listening to it at the time it came out. But, like, I, I appreciate it a bit more rather than being a piece of its time. It's a pretty interesting song. I mean... Again, lyrically, it's just doing the same kind of thing as... It's essentially the the bad magic evil eye is just more devil above imagery. Yeah. It's the evil eyes. from above, it's evil magic from the above. The evil eye is used for protection, isn't it? The Malak, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you've got the evil eye, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be coming across that if you've, if you've clutched onto the evil eye and you've you've got it in your possession that you've, you've got some sort of protection it it's like almost like it's, protection. it's looking at you yeah. <laughs> and it's it's got it in for you I don't think this is a song that was designed to be dissected you know what I mean no no so let's not uh, that was Evil Eye I was wrong before so now it's teach them how to bleed we'll definitely want the B side now
good ending. I like that song. It's another one from my list, that. It's good, again, it's really quick, which yeah. you don't expect off this album. No, especially so much wordage, wordage going on there as well. Yeah. I feel like they could have done, if he was in a better vocal space, they could have done more high notes on that. Yeah. Someone else did that. All the way through. Yeah. There's, oh, what's the line in there? It's the final act now, time for us to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Teach him how to bleed, obviously a song about being uh, the, the best rock and roll band in the world. We're going to go out there, we're going to show you how this shit's done, we're going to melt your face off with our rock and roll. Yeah, they go, Phil goes nuts on this song. There's dual guitars. There's like Maiden style yeah. guitars on there. And it's like, I had to Google what to make sure on? that the wiki was right, yeah. and it, it doesn't list anyone else playing on this, so we just double up. But yeah, it's, I wish they'd done that more, especially with the double bass, Andre. Mm. Like, it's, it sounds so good. Yeah, I don't know if Phil and Mickey put more into this into the writing process of this album, but that's that's why I think the th- songs seem more fully formed. Like, I, f- I think this is a great song. And like, odd, like, is it intentional? Is it intentional? Some of the references, like, "Eat the Sun, Eat the Gun," which what? is a terrible song off Overnight Sensation. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's another, nothing up your sleeve as well, which is "Orgasmatron." So I, but I don't know if they're intentional or if they're just used. Eat the gun must be. I don't know. I think it's just he has a, a fondness for certain phrases, and he's like, "Well, someone said you've already used that lemon." He's gone, "So <laughs> I'm gonna use it again." Yeah, it was. It was like twenty years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what do I care? Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good opener to to the second side. Excellent opener to a second yeah, side. Yeah. Maybe a stronger opener than the first side. No, it's not okay. Victory or Die. Especially when Victory or Die starts off, Victory or uh, <laughs> Right, let's see how they do with the second song then. Till the End, which sounds quite bleak. That's a downer. <laughs> one complaint with that song. Go on. One complaint. I have complained about this on other albums, yeah. but I think like this is a song that that 
would be an exception mm-hmm. to that complaint. Do a fade out yeah. and go do a, a nuts song like they would like is done just before the last verse and chorus. Fade out doing a solo like that. Whack it at the end of the album. Fucking perfect. Or I think it'd be. Yeah, that's a it, really good point. Yeah, that, that should have been because that's an epitaph of a song, isn't it? Like that's, yeah. that's clearly what that's. We don't even have to fucking talk about that's about. That's what that's about. But yeah, that just seems like a really silly place to put it. Yeah, it's. Unless the the idea was we don't want to end on a downer. Maybe, and I suppose at the time they they didn't know that it was going to be the end. But no, they didn't know, but strong suspicion. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been good to have to have a fade out on it. Fade out would have been good, and even if it was just where it is in the album, it's just a nice normal fade out. Fade, fade out with the solo, I, mm. I think, because it sounds so good. Um, before that, before that last um, verse and chorus kicks in, but it is it is this is what I was saying with the spoken part on the previous song mm-hmm. he's singing on this and you don't hear the age as much mm. whereas when he talks you do like I, I still think you can you can hear it in his voice that he is aging but it really works for this just because of the subject matter very somber very somber indeed yeah it's just so so many sort of bits reflection looking back in my years my life has changed I can't back time I can't turn back the time I can tell you just what made me change like fucking, just like a forty year. Like this isn't his whole career. This is like forty years of Motorhead, mm. but there was Hawkwind before it, and the Rock and Vickers before. Huh? Yeah, this is this is like Motorhead was the last roll of the dice, as it were, weren't it? This was yeah. like he's gonna, we're gonna try this, do my own thing, and we'll see what happens. I've been in in a few bands; it just hasn't worked. For various reasons, last roll of the dice, and it lasts for forty years. Mm. Incredible, but like phenomenal song, like really, like definite big, big takeaway from this. And as I say, that one really minor complaint from me about this. We talked a lot about on uh, Motorizer how I consider that the like the last album because there's so much on there about the career and on Motorizer one shot life does the same thing as this but it yeah. does it more optimistically hmm. so that's why that is my more go to because that song just makes me sad yeah <laughs> it's meant of, to obviously but you could you could kind of bring it around with the solo at the end it's like this is going to sound like it was stupid like I've already compared one song to Smoke on the Water but like the going into the solo reminds me of like the solo and Comfortably Numb mm-hmm. do you know whether you just keep it going just you think the song's going to end just keep the solo going for like 20 minutes <laughs> or you could do could do yeah um but yeah it kind of feels like it, it needs to do that at the end but yeah really big advocate of this of this song and it, it really sort of is a nice bookend almost even though it, it doesn't end the album it doesn't end the album there's still three more songs to go the next of which is four songs to go not according to Spotify.com. Oh, <laughs> oh this, this will get onto my, my complaints. All right, then. Um, yeah. Right. Choking on some screams. Choking on your screams. No. Tell me who to kill. Joking. Tell me who to kill. There is four songs left there. <laughs> well, I've won today. 
that was. Tell me who to kill. The spiritual cousin of I know how to die, I guess. <laughs> you were saying there, like that, that, that base at the end was very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just changed it up a bit, but it's, it's the only interesting bit of the song. Um, yes, to be fair. <laughs> it, it kind of, you know, like we were saying, a lot of the songs feel a lot more fully formed. This kind of feels like one of the ones that's just been sorted in the studio. Because just it is just riff then verse chorus verse yeah. chorus so long verse chorus. The fact that they're still coming up with new shit to do on that bass, these yeah. different ways to use it after forty years. Yeah, hella it's, impressive. It's again, it's not it's not offensive to me. I just haven't. It's I'm one hundred percent with you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it per se. It's just not offering anything to stand out. No, I mean it's not even anything really interesting and it's so sad that we're saying this about the last album the yeah, last but there, ever there have album. been a lot of bangers on this already yeah, yeah there's been some good ones I mean the only, the only lyric I can really pick out is don't say it's unfair I'll hit you with a chair <laughs> yeah that's quite that's like that but yeah it's just it's, I know how to die it's it's the same thing but with Tell Me Who To Go yeah it's, it's just it, it just doesn't feel like there's, there's much going on especially like it's in there's some of the verses as well so it comes to this maybe it's the truth dangerous is how it seems Burn, dangerous is how it seems burning fit to raise the roof and then there's like a pause turn around tell me yeah. your dreams and it's like is there something missing from there it's just not again the riff's like inoffensive but it is very no remorse by Metallica mm. like it's that sort of riff which is not as bad as the smiling like a killer electricity comparison but it's definitely there like any Metallica fan will go oh, I'll guess but yeah there's not not a lot to say about this but I wouldn't go as far as like it's overly offensive I need to skip it mm. okay so now we can actually listen to choking on your screens yeah okay choking on your screens <laughs> It's like a second experimentally type song. Yeah. It's more of that yeah. uh, serial killer kind of voice style, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I like expecting the... that to change at some points, but it never did. Yeah, I like the, I like the riff again, like. Yeah. Like Phil's guitar again's faultless on this album. 
And it's like, I think it is a really interesting song. It feels like the lyrics could have been written by like an edge lord <laughs> or something. It's very apocalyptic. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, your time has come now. Except the fact we are the stronger race. You will die like rats. <laughs> Bowser the Eternal, Law, cruel and extreme. Die choking on your screams, on your screams. Pretty it's like heavy. that is yeah. It's like usually like the the songs about war and death has has kind of got that that cynical sort of like well this is like what you asked for this is what you deserve type type thing and that sort of humour sort of put at the end of the line or the end of the verse or chorus just to to sort of you know make light of the situation as it were whereas this is like very edgelord that's a very good point yeah there's no hope in this one is there no. <laughs> not a lot of hope on this whole album to be fair I think again it's not it's not a song where I'm like Jesus Christ it's like I think it is good. The guitar makes it interesting. The vocal delivery changes it up, and it is like oh, like again the melody's really good. And unlike oh, what was the song where the melody was really where I liked the melody. That was um, shoot out all you liked. Where I liked the melody, but the lyrics were garbage. Whereas this is like the lyrics are quite intriguing as well. Even though as I say, it is it is a bit full on. Hmm. Um, but yeah, quite quite an interesting song. Like not traditional motorhead, but fans know there are always like a few bits on a record or every few records where they try something out. And this is definitely almost the more experimental I think in the album. Well, then it's a good place to put it towards the end. That's generally where they put them. Like yeah. um, like it's usually the second to last track. Yeah, the die the diehards will stick with it. Okay, so we're on the bases here. Uh, let's go to When the Sky Comes Low. Looking for you. When the Sky Comes Looking for You. Thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah, like reverb going. Yeah, reverb. Uh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I th- I think it's a. It is it is good. It, it again, it's not as bad as electricity in terms <laughs> of the the sort of if you want to call it an homage to previous songs, but the main riffs very doxa rock, and there's very. bits there's bits of no class as well under the solo. I think, but there's. There's worse songs to rip off <laughs> from your own back catalogue, but yeah, it, a good jumpy up and down song, I think, which is because yeah, it's 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 in that category, but a little bit different. Yeah, it doesn't have that same hook that those ones usually do because it, it's it's trying to look for that word to rhyme with you. Yeah, which isn't is a heavier word. What would you do? Mm. Sky comes looking for you. It's. It sounds weird. It's quite rousing almost, even though it's it's a very bleak 
subject matter. This this apocalyptic, and it, it is this death from above mm. that we've talked about. Not you said there's like a subgenre. This whole like sixty seven percent of this album belongs yeah, in that sort of category. Like, you know, um, what are you gonna do if? whether it's the apocalypse or whether it's like the firestorm we've talked about this loads of times before like Lemmy's worldview over was like this world's fucked and you've kind of fucked it and that got more clear less less like uh less artistic interpretation was needed as time went on for that metaphor and this album's just like basically him saying I'm out of here. Uh, good yeah. luck with everything. <laughs> yeah. and that's what this song. This this song is. It's like, what are you gonna do? I can't help you anymore. Yeah. I just love. I just love that the the sort of image that it conjures. No matter no matter what you've done, if like if all of a sudden there's you know, the firestorm raining down yeah. or like a fifty megaton warhead coming for you when the sky comes look at what the fuck are you gonna do like it doesn't matter does it it's like it doesn't matter anything see this is what annoys me in 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 this world that we happen to live in how like Lemmy's just memory now is regarded as like the guy from Motorhead who like spent 40 years drinking doing drugs and shagging and do what he wanted and that's awesome but really his whole thing was like I've got some deep shit to say here guys like, why aren't we paying more attention? Why aren't we all doing something about this? Yeah. Why is the world so fucked? And no one held him in the regard of, like, the philosopher, poet, warrior as much as they should have. Like, yeah. we, we should have just listened to what he was saying as opposed to watching what he was doing. Yeah. What will you say? What will you say? What will you say when God turns away? Running and jumping, praying it wasn't true. How would you look without a clue when this guy comes looking for you? It's like... Again, like, what are you gonna pray to? You got like, Joe, beg, pray for. It's not gonna do for, anything fella. for redemption. It's not happening, <laughs> is it? It's like so, it's such like, so such like oh. an, an awesome image. It's like it shouldn't be the last song in the album. Second to last till the end. <laughs> Finishing the album just with that two minute sort of fade out. A you know, bit of bass and oh, bit of bass solo, lot of guitar, heavy solo work. That's how it should end. We shouldn't have to talk about the last song on the record, but we do because this is the Motorhead Monthly podcast, the only Motorhead Monthly podcast on the internet. A few years ago, and now the last song on the last studio album and the last great rock and roll band, a cover, "Sympathy for the Devil." He said with a sign.
not expecting a fade. 24 second long fade as well. Still going. The song is still technically playing. Still going. Got another four seconds left. And that is... That's the end of the album. That is the end of the last Motorhead album. A cover of the Rolling Stones. And you know who we've got to blame for that? What? I'll tell you. It's one person with one name what? made what? of three letters that are all the same letter. Really? Yes. Triple H requested Motorhead record Sympathy for the Devil to use for WrestleMania 32. Was it used? Yes. No. I don't think it was the main song of it though. I, I, it was it was definitely used, and then they they talked about it because like he died pretty soon after. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that. that don't that's know that. that's why that was on that album. I th- I thought it was gonna be. I can't remember if I'm sure one of the Rollins or one of the members died. I don't know if it was tribute or something. I think one of them dies around around then, but. I said, it's look. I'm not a Rolling Stones fan. No, and like I'm not gonna pretend that the Devil from earlier in the album is a better song than Sympathy for the Devil because mm. it's just not. Mm. Like Sympathy for the Devil is iconic. I don't get the Rolling Stones. I don't like the Rolling Stones, but I can appreciate that it is like you know they have got so many hit songs which are just synonymous they they wove it into the culture whether sure. you like it or not the devil by Moathead from bad magic is not going to reach that that pantheon of songs that they're remembered mm-hmm. for that that get trotted out on the radio pretty much sympathy for the devil will be pl- on rotation on at least one radio station in the uk daily yeah like it's and it was written in you know, 50 years ago oh, like yeah. it's this is not gonna or other Motorhead songs aren't going to reach that. Ace of Spades obviously has no other songs do, but it's it's again it's it's a cover, and I don't understand why it needs to be on there. Whether it's to pad out the runtime, but I still think if you remove this and just add a bit more till in the end, you'd have a thirty-seven minute record there. Yeah, which I think is acceptable. No, I wouldn't have complained. I, I think, think it is, especially where it'd be 13 tracks as well. I think that mm. would be acceptable. But I, I just don't understand this. And just with ad- advice to any band out there, <laughs> don't do covers. <laughs> it's great. Put them as B-sides. Yeah. Put them as B-sides. Put them on EPs. You know, if you're going to do an album of covers, do an album of covers. Like, great. But you're... The releases should be a statement of where the band is at at that stage in their career. And putting a cover on there kind of makes it reek of, we're padding out the running time, we don't have enough songs, or something like that. It, 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 I feel it sort of takes away that sort of like, this is, our, this is our stamp, this is our mark. If you do that, you're putting someone else's stamp on it. I feel that's not... From some of the lyrics on here, the real motherfucker of it is they recorded heroes at the same time, and that would have made a bit more sense. It's a better cover, posthumously, anyway. You know, it'd be like we could have been heroes, we fucking were. We told you we were. Still wouldn't have liked it, but again, if we're talking about stuff to pad out the running time and like quite timely because the reissue of. 
Bad Magic is out this month. For anyone who's interested, 23rd of February. The reissue is coming out and there's two other tracks that were recorded on there. I think it's Greedy Bastards and Bullet in Your Brain. Yeah. So it's, it's not even like they've got the excuse that it needs to pad out a fun time. I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And like Paul Levesque. Um, oh, he's not even going to use his gimmick name. That's no, how pissed no. off he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's shooting on him. But yeah, it's... Yeah, single after it. Post-humor single till the end and then heroes and sympathy the devil is the b-sides that i i'd like this album like i it's not as bad as i thought it was hmm. i had some very bitter memories of it but that's just because you know it was after we'd seen them live when they weren't that good anymore yeah. to, you know to be to be blunt and it was that that time where it's just why are you still making these albums, guys? Yeah. You're not offering me anything new here. And like, the, the, to be fair, like metal itself was just on a very sharp decline. Two thousand, yeah. what thirteen was this? Fifteen. Fifteen. Because because no one was trying anything new. No yeah. one was doing anything different, and this didn't help the case. No, there's not there's not a lot of difference on here. But I think that this album is not a reflection of how the band performed live at this stage by sure. any stretch. I think this is far superior to, to how they were live and, you know, time comes for us all. It's yeah. like, it's it's an inevitable. Unless they'd have retired, this was always going to happen. But I think it's, if you take it out of the context of the way they were playing at the time and listen to it as an album on its own, I think it's good. Like I think it's a good. I don't know if it's top five. I reckon it's pretty. It's in the top ten. It's better mm-hmm. than old. Yeah. Oh, for me, like I haven't put together like top ten albums, but there's certain ones which I will go back to. Like obviously, there's the classics. There's there's Overkill. There's well, for me, it's another perfect day. It's things like Inferno. There's Orgasmatron. There's ones like that that just stick out. Where it's like shit. That's got that on. That's got that on. That's got these songs on. I think this is like one of the ones which is sort of jumping further up the list, or certainly for me. So it's, I reckon it's in the top ten albums. That sums that up. Speaking of summing up, that's the end of the podcast. The end of the line. The end of the line. Is there some called end of the line? There must be some. It probably the feels like there should be. We all went on a long journey there together. The the few people who stayed with us through every episode of this. Especially towards the end of the last two years, where it was just very sporadic. Yeah, sorry about that. The COVID had a lot to do with that, let's be fair. And, you know, we set out what we said we were going to do. Did all the studio albums. All the studio all albums. The, all of the a good time doing it. If we, if we did we made a few good points along the way. Yeah. If we did every compilation album, we'd never finish. Yeah, there's too they many. Would, they would release. Because there's too many labels, too, and putting too much stuff on. Yeah, they keep releasing them out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, any final words for the fans at home? Huh? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I should have prepared something. <laughs> I should have prepared a statement. But yeah, it's just, I'd say anyone who's getting into the bands, like, don't feel like you need to go out and buy Ace of Spades to know, or to, yeah. as like a gateway, like, many albums, there's... The law of averages said that if you had them all in a room and you just picked one, that it'd be all right. Because there's there's not really bad albums. There's ones that are slightly below par yeah. and everything. There's something good on every album. 
So advice to new fans, don't don't feel you've got to start with the hits. Just go out and pick the album where that you think's got the gnarliest cover. Yeah. And listen to it and appreciate the songs on it. And like anyone who's who's listened to the hits, go out and buy an album which you know, again, you like the cover. And just go and listen to the songs on it because again, chances are the ones with the, the raddest cover you might not have heard that much on. Like just yeah, just go out and listen to some of some of the lesser known ones. You know, the band didn't stop after eighty three. You know, there's there's more songs than just Ace of Speeds. So that that would be my advice. And what sage advice that is from Uncle Matt. I guess we should call that a day, call that a month, call that a year, call that a few years. This has been the Motorhead Monthly Podcast. A hell of a ride, and unless Cameron's Brewery decide to sponsor us, which is pretty fucking unlikely, the ride is over. Excelsior. Excelsior. Uh, Rock and roll, everybody. We'll see you down the way, but probably not.